This is the type of situations where you could end up with a probate, even though you have a trust. So it's basically some things that fell through the cracks in one way, shape, or form. Do you know what will happen to your loved ones when something happens to you? If you don't know the answer or don't like the answer, then this is the show for you. Listen up as we teach you about protecting your family legacy through better estate planning. Our family is here to protect yours. So welcome to the Complete Estate Planning Podcast with attorney Nick Rosenbauer. And here's your host, Ben George. Welcome into Complete Estate Planning. Glad to have you again. I'm Ben George. He's Nick Rosenbauer, estate planning attorney. He's the owner of Rosenbauer Law Office. You'll find him serving that greater Cincinnati area, southern Dayton, and in between. Nick, welcome in. What's going on? Hey, just, uh, I'm actually, and I guess it's, I guess by the time uh, everyone hears this, it'll already be uh, too late, but uh, I'm actually wearing short sleeve shirt today. Whoa. Um, and uh, we had, uh, at least here in Ohio, uh, over uh, Easter weekend, which was last week on Monday, so the day after Easter, we had snow here. Yeah, I saw um, that. <laughs> right, and it's and it's late April, so Easter was late this year. But uh, today we're recording. It's a Friday. I don't have any in-person meetings, so I'm wearing mm. I'm wearing a golf polo. That's what uh, I was going to Short ask. sleeve. Yep, and uh, we're getting there. Are we playing we're nine? We're playing nine this afternoon. Oh no! I have uh, I have two more meetings after this, and then unfortunately, I have a few uh, probate cases oh. that are going to put me in an early grave. Um, that I need to put the noise canceling headphones in and and do some work on. But I got gotcha. uh, But I did uh, I did bust out the short sleeves today, so better late than never, I guess. I love it. I love it. Well, hopefully you get to enjoy some more golf very soon. And uh, hopefully you're enjoying the change of weather as well, wherever you listen to us from. But we've got a good show for you today because we're talking about why every trust needs a will. And this is one that's interesting because usually we we kind of disassociate them, right, Nick? Like it's either one or the other. It's not that you need both. Either pick, you need a trust or you need a will. So this is going to be an interesting topic, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and I think you said it perfect. It's a one or the other uh, type decision for a lot of people. And But at the same time, when you pick a trust, if you say a trust is what I want to use to manage and distribute the inheritance, um, a lot of people are surprised to find out that they do need a will, uh, some sort of a last will and testament, even if they have a trust. Now, again, we'll get into details, but it's a special kind of will. And in a perfect world, it's not something that we ever use. So the way I describe it to a lot of my clients, it is the seatbelt or the airbag, so to speak. You need to have it, but that doesn't mean you necessarily want to use it. So so that's what we're going to talk about. Makes sense. All right. We're going to put this up again online at CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. That's also the place, the best place, easiest way to schedule a call with Nick. So if you want to discuss trust versus wills or get that in place, or maybe get a second set of eyeballs on what you already have right now, you can always, again, visit CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. All right. So, you know, as you mentioned, you know, many families are choosing a trust as the best way to manage and distribute their inheritance after they pass away. But I think a lot of people are going to be surprised to find out that you actually still do need a will, even if you do have that trust. So there's a specific type of will that comes with this trust, right? It's not just uh, any will. It's got a name. Yeah. And the 
they I'll tell you it's not a, a formal legal name, but the name for it that is used within the legal circles and textbooks and everything. It's known as a pour over will, P-O-U-R over will. Um, and the reason is, is it's something that will quote unquote pour over uh, into someone's trust, uh, which we'll go over uh, in a couple minutes here. Uh, but basically it's a will, um, and just like every will does, it'll name the beneficiaries of your probate estate if you have one, and of course, it'll name the person to be in charge of settling and managing the probate estate, which of course is the executor. Well, most people say, well, Nick, if I have a trust, I thought we avoided probate. What the heck's yeah, that all about? You, that's what you taught me. Yeah, you're exactly right. Well, um, again, this is where it's a safety net or a seatbelt. So the most grim uh, scenario here is uh, what if someone you know signs their trust or prepares it Um, but they never uh, finish the job of coordinating uh, their assets with the trust and allowing the, you know, basically bringing them under the umbrella of protection uh, of the trust. Um, So, you know, I've had situations where someone, they sign the trust, uh, but before we finish lining up the financials, it's very grim, Ben, but they they pass away, mm-hmm. whether it's suddenly or if it's an end of life scenario already, and we're rushing to do as much as we can. So you'll have a situation where we didn't finish the job um, in time, and that's that, that's not a very common scenario, but it does happen. Uh, a couple things that are more common, um, and things that I see uh, ten, fifteen, twenty times as often. Uh, you'll have something where someone forgot about a certain asset or a certain account when they were setting things up. Um, so let's say, Ben, that you had some old savings bonds. If you remember mm-hmm. those old certificates that yeah. you got when you were a kid from your grandparents. I think I still have a few. Yeah. And you know what, Ben? They've probably been in some box or the piggy mm-hmm. bank for 30 years Right. at this point, yeah. right? So if you go walk into an estate planning attorney's office today and start going through your assets and come up with a checklist of everything, there's a good chance that the savings bonds you got for your fifth birthday probably didn't make the list. Um, so I've had times where people pass away and then the family looks around and says, oh no, where did this come from? And of course, it's not coordinated with the trust. So that, of course, has to be probated because there's no arrangement for it. And I'd say probably the most common of the three is this next one here. You set up a trust today and you buy a new house, you switch banks, you change financial advisors, you get more life insurance, you change jobs, you get a new 401k, you know, in the years down the road. And especially if you have one of those attorneys who's a one and done and they never call you again, um, and they never talk to you and have review meetings, Right. there's a good chance that 27 years from now, when you switch jobs uh, and set up a new retirement plan and get new life insurance, there's a good chance that it may not make it into the trust. Hmm. So things that are acquired after you set the trust up, even if they do everything right on the front end, that's something as well. And if it's not lined up with the trust, then of course... It has to be probated. So this is the type of situations where you could end up with a probate even though you have a trust. So it's basically some things that fell through the cracks in one way, shape, or form. Okay. Yeah, I mean, those seem like pretty 
easy ways to to have to end up in probate because those things look like I mean unless you have unless you're very diligent um, and a lot of times we forget things as you mentioned there's a lot of little things that fall through the cracks you see why it's important to have that okay so I, I would have thought of those but those are very clear to see all right so let's talk about the specifics of the will then because you know we talk about beneficiaries of a will and whatnot but you know, we also have talked about you know, wills don't have all the flexibility and customization of a trust. So how do you set that up? The first thing people would think about, say, well, you know, you mentioned the beneficiaries for your probate estate. And you say, well, that's not what I want. I want the trust to handle it. And I want it to go the way the plan is set out in the trust, but the will can't do that. So here is where the term pour over will comes into place, that it pours over into the trust. Your last will and testament will actually name your trust as the beneficiary. So my, I have a pour over will, and it says if I die, then all of my probate estate, you know, if I accidentally have one, goes 100% to the Nick and Alicia Rosenbauer Living Trust. Okay. Um, so that way, if there's accidentally something left behind, my trust will quote unquote inherit anything that's left behind in probate. So the good thing there is my trust already has the playbook set up the way I want, hopefully. Um, and then so probate becomes a middleman or a layover stop. So instead of being limited by what probate can and can't do and having to rewrite the whole inheritance plan in my will, and also having to strip it down because there's a lot of things I can't do, let's get it into the trust where it belongs because that's what we were trying to do anyway. So my will says when I die, if I have anything that's probatable, I guess probatable is a word, I don't know. I should know the answer to that. (laughs) I like it. It makes sense, yeah. (laughs) If there's anything that is left behind and I need to use the probate process for the family to get access to, it will go into the trust. That's who will inherit it. So that way it gets where it needs to go, even if probate is a middleman or a layover stop along the way. Okay. Well, then what about an executor? Why, why do you need to have that set up as well? Well, if we have to have a probate, then someone needs to be in charge okay. of, of, of settling it. So if we have this job to do that we just talked about, someone needs to be in charge. And as we've already talked before, if you don't pick who's in charge, then the probate judge will pick who's in charge based on anyone who applies for the job. And what I always do is I always say, um, whoever the trustee is, so whoever you are naming um, as in charge of settling the estate and managing your inheritance, they will also be the executor of the will if it has to happen because it's the same job. It's just part of collecting things and getting things together. So you pick who's in charge, um, allow them to do the job from start to finish. Okay. So that way, you know, if I die tomorrow, the trust is still my wife's and she's in charge of everything. So if we have an accidental probate, she should be the executor because she's in charge of everything. So they will mirror each other. Um, And then, you know, Separate from that, uh, I have people say, you know what they'll say, Ben, is our final meeting, we actually, um, we do the paperwork to help coordinate things with the trust and line everything up. 
Um, and so I'll have people at the last meeting say, now that we signed all the paperwork and everything's with the trust, can we shred the will? Can we tear it up? We don't need it anymore. There may be some reasons that you need to keep it, and I always tell them to keep it no matter what, um, even if there's no inheritance per se. Um, so separate from the trust, and this is going to get maybe a little technical, and I, I'm hoping hoping no one's watching and listening to this on a Friday afternoon when their brain's already fried, um, <laughs> like mine seems to get. But handling the trust is handling your inheritance, um, but the trustee is not a representative of you as a human individual, as a person, okay? So there may be things where a legal representative for you and your personal estate needs to be established. So the final tax return, okay, um, No one. if I'm dead, no one can call the IRS and get my information on where the heck my tax refund is, okay? Because no one has authority to speak to me, and the power of attorney ends because I'm dead. So... The executor is the legal representative for me and for my estate. Uh, what if there's a lawsuit? What if I get killed by a drunk driver? Okay, I know we're getting rather grim here, but someone needs to sue that idiot, and I can't file the lawsuit. Um, what if there's a dispute? What if there's an issue with the, the medical bills in the hospital? Let's say they double charge me for the ambulance ride when I pass away. Who can call and complain to the hospital and get that fixed? Because I can't. So someone may need to do that. Or if there's identity theft, that's a big thing. Um, if there's identity theft or someone opens up a credit card in your name after you die, who the heck can call the bank? Because I can't get it resolved. Um, so again, you have to. You, there may be reasons where you need someone to be your representative, even if we're not talking about an inheritance. So it's always good to have that in place um, just as a backup. And again, this is not something that happens to everyone. Not everyone dies and has a big multi-million dollar lawsuit as part of it. But if something like that happens, someone needs to be able to manage it. Okay, So even if we don't have an estate to probate, sometimes and this is really a head-scratcher, but sometimes you open a probate just so we can get an executor established and empowered and appointed so that they can handle these types of things, even if there's not an inheritance to manage. So again, something to keep in mind. And also, Ben, there's another one here um, that doesn't apply for everyone, but if you have children under age of 18, the will is where the guardians are nominated. You don't nominate the guardians in a trust. You don't nominate them in a power of attorney. The only place to nominate guardians for the kids is in your last will and testament. Okay, so this is another one that doesn't apply for everyone, but people who have underage kids or may have kids in the future, you need the will, if nothing else, to establish who you want to be the guardians for the kids. Okay, so again, you may need people to act on your behalf or take care of the kids, even if we don't have a left-behind inheritance that needs to be probated. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, a lot, of things, a lot of things to think about there. Um, is this just something you automatically set up for someone that comes in? 100%. The, the trust? Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. It's part of the process. Okay. Um, it's part of a good process, so it's something right. that we always do. Um, every single client, um, it 
comes with the package. It's not negotiable. Um, the way I think about it is seatbelt or brakes on the car. You know, no one says I'm going to buy this car and then the dealer doesn't say, do you want this with or without seatbelts? That doesn't happen. <laughs> right. um, so absolutely, it's just included uh, with part of the trust. And anyone who has a trust, you you better have one of these and it better be linked up directly uh, with your trust. Otherwise, you know, basically you're, you're leaving a vulnerability or a hole in the bucket. If, if someone already has a trust set up but feels like, I don't remember doing the will, is that something they can just go to um, an estate planning attorney and just get added or does it, is it a, a brand new process? Just getting that added is definitely doable. Um, now the attorney would have to review the trust and look through it and, and get all the information that he or she needs, you know, to properly line it up. Okay. You got to have enough certain information about the trust so I can point to it or pour over into it. Um, although frankly, Ben, if, if, if someone comes to me and says, Hey, Nick, I got my trust set up uh, and everything's fine there, but the attorney never did this part of it. Um, I would actually question everything. You know, it would be like, Ben, you telling me, I got this great car. It's very well made. The guy just didn't put a seatbelt. Can you add a seatbelt? I'm sure everything else is legit about it. Gotcha. Would you not be terrified about the whole thing? <laughs> yeah, I'd probably just get a new car. Yeah. Yeah, uh, exactly. You don't trust anything. So, yes, it can be done, but I usually, let's just say red flags are going off in my head uh, if I have a conversation with someone about that, and I get really suspicious of the trust. But theoretically, the trust is perfect, and they didn't do this. That is something that can be done. Uh, it's a separate document, obviously, from the trust, but you need to make sure you have all the information about the trust, you know, so they're compatible, I guess is probably a good term. Okay. Very good. Well, if you have questions or, you know, maybe want to get that will figured out, whether or not you have one, have Nick look through, through your trust as it, as it's set up already, or you just want to do that on your own. Again, visit CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. You'll see a button right there on the front. I want a consultation for my family. You can click that. And there's also a schedule a call with Nick button right there as well. You can't miss them. Click on those. You'll, that's the easiest way to get on Nick's calendar. You can get that started. But if you want to call directly, you can do that as well at 513-463-6789. Again, 513-463-6789. All right. Well, that's a good one, Nick. I, you know, I didn't really think much about a will um, inside of a trust, but it makes a lot of sense why you have to have it. So appreciate you breaking that down for us today. Yeah, absolutely. And it's um, it's something that confuses a lot of my clients when we sit down and I, uh, for the meeting, when I have everything ready and we explain and sign and they look at me and said, Nick, why the heck are you throwing a will in front of me? And I was like, well, hopefully we never need it, um, right. but here's what it's for and here's why it is. So it's something that you need, um, but I guess it kind of stays in the background. It's hopefully something you never have to use. Um, so again, a lot of people don't go over it, don't explain it, don't understand it. Um, so this is one of those key players in the background, uh, hopefully not necessary. Um, but I actually been thinking, think of it like a, you know, a good airbag. I don't ever want to test the airbags in my car. Right. Uh, I know I have them, or at least I'm told so. Um, that doesn't mean I want to try them out. Mm -hmm. um, I want it to be there uh, if I need it, but at the same time, I don't ever want to need it. Okay, I want it, I want it to be forgettable, but make sure your attorney 
is covering all of those things for you because that's what he or she should be doing. No doubt. All right, Nick, we'll wrap it up on that note again. Thanks for listening to this episode of Complete Estate Planning. If you have questions for Nick, again, CincinnatiEstatePlan.com is the best place to start. Plus, you'll find all of our podcasts and other estate planning essentials there as well. So, Nick, uh, talk to you again soon. Enjoy the nice weather and the short sleeves again. But please, wear sunscreen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, anyone who's seen me knowing that I, you know, if uh, if negative uh, could be a pigment, um, shoot, I, you could just about see through uh, the skin here. And, and for those uh, people who, who haven't met me, I was joking with Ben earlier, I actually got sunburnt uh, snow skiing uh, one time before. So, yeah, absolutely. The only, my only way of getting color is burning um, and then peeling. <laughs> But uh, yeah, but uh, luckily we're inside today, so I'll probably be okay. But yeah, absolutely. Enjoy the warmer weather. Very good. We'll talk to you soon on Complete Estate Planning. Thanks for listening. The Complete Estate Planning Podcast is brought to you by the Rosenbauer Law Office, based in Westchester, Ohio, and serving the entire Cincinnati area. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Complete Estate Planning with Nick Rosenbauer to find us or visit CincinnatiEstatePlan.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Nick, and to learn more about protecting your family legacy. That's CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. This show is for informational purposes only and does not provide any legal advice. Information on this show may not constitute the most up-to-date legal information. Please do not act or refrain from acting based solely on anything you hear on this show. This show does not form any attorney-client relationship with the Rosenbauer Law Office, LLC. Please seek the counsel of a qualified attorney before addressing your own estate planning needs.